Hello and welcome to episode 5 on the Unburdened series. As you know, this is a special series that was created for startups. That is our community of startup founders of the Startup Show so that they can unburden with us the challenges and the business problems they're going through right now and get feedback from our side-by-side advisors on how they can make things better and actually improve using solutions co-created based on the advice that they've gotten. I'm very excited to share episode 5 with you today. We have um, Ango Mustafa, who is the founder and creative um, director of Musti's Clothing based in Bauchi, and he has quite an interesting peculiar challenge. His challenge is about building the dream team. What does he need to do to build his dream team so that he can create, you know, the brand that he's always wanted to create for his men's fashion line? So I'm very excited for this particular episode and also the feedback that we have received so far from our side-by-side advisors. And I implore you to listen to this, write down notes and share with the people that you think would find it useful. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Ango Mustafa. I'm the creative director of Moses Clothing. We are an affordable, luxurious menswear brand based in the city of Bauchi. So in my six years of starting my own business, my major challenge over the years is finding and keeping the right people. Because, you know, it's people that really makes the business. And for a business like um, fashion, you definitely need people to work for you, especially if you are in the production space. Even if you do services, you definitely, definitely need people to work for you from tailors to quality control manager, maybe production manager or sales rep, or depending on your strength as the case may be. So the only way you won't need so much people is when your customer base is uh, less than 10 or majorly within your family circle. But if you have a customer base of like 500 to 1000 like myself you definitely definitely need people to work for you can never never do it yourself because it's it's tedious <laughs> even if you want to do it all by yourself man <laughs> you will wear off so quickly so finding and keeping the right people is is a major major challenge because you have uh, quality you're known for you have this brand image you're known for so getting someone that will be in sync with who you are and what you want to achieve or what you want to deliver to your customer is very very difficult so in this industry where um, majority of the active workforce are semi-literates and uh, some illiterates it's very very difficult getting them to do what you want them to achieve for you because the way they are seeing it sometimes is not the way you are seeing it. You know, communicating what you want for them sometimes is difficult. Getting them to do what you want also, you know, they tend to see you like you're perfectionist, like you're overdoing it. You know, but then as humans, we can't be perfect. But then, you know, when you strive for perfection, you tend to achieve excellence. You know, in the fashion industry, it is not news. Today, someone is working for you. Tomorrow, you won't just see that person again. Maybe after some few days, you just hear that Mr. A has opened his own place, which is a very good thing. People are meant to move on in life. People need to have their own growth plan, but not when you have an existing contract with your with your former employer, and then you just leave. You know, and one of the major reasons 
things that cost that is you think mr a is making so much and then he's paying you an amount an amount you had agreed on together with him so if it wasn't okay for you you shouldn't have agreed in the, in the first place so people tend to just leave maybe they think your guy is making so much more and then they feel they are being taken advantage of which is not you know when you want to employ someone you ask them okay this is how much i'll pay you and then they agree and sometimes they will just come agree not because they really want to work but sometimes they just want to come and spy and then when they think they've gotten they've learned what they want to learn they just leave so it is very very difficult it is very very difficult getting people that would uh, do what you want to do how you want them to do it and when you want them to do it and they tend tellers tend to make excuses ah you know there's the the, the kind of excuse you hear today yeah having stomach uh, ache tomorrow uh, his dog just born and then he needs to take care of the the dog next tomorrow they just tell you that uh, the cousin's uh, sister is getting married and then he needs to go follow them to the church or uh, one of his lo long lost friend just entered town and then he needs to go and pick him from you know several excuses 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 and then as a boss you'd want to be human you'd feel ah, this person said he's sick sicknesses and some of them they lie about it and then some might be true but getting them to do what you want them to do for you already you've promised customer to come at a particular time to come and collect his work and then and then maybe one of your tailor that you think will help you achieve that will uh, will just come up with one excuse and then there's nothing you can do sometimes and then you would want to be too strict and then when you want to get too strict sometimes they would begin to work for you without being happy and then me personally one of my goal is to have happy employ uh, employees that would work effectively you know it is very hard to get them to be happy and then for, the, for to get them to be very effective because when they are effective sometimes <laughs> they are they have to do what you want and then when you when, when you want them to do what you want they are not happy so getting them to be happy and then effective striking that balance is what me personally is trying to achieve now but it's a, a serious a serious a serious challenge so let me share this uh, personal experience with you sad one so now it's a learning organization every day you want to keep working on your processes your methods your people i have this sales manager that has been with me for like two to three years and then We've been working on a lot of things, growing the organization. So mid last year, we started working on this software that would manage our finances, uh, manage our customer man uh, records, human resource, everything that concerns our business, talk and everything. So getting all the requirements that needed to build the software, the testing, everything. We were doing all of these things together. She understood everything. We started using the software early this year and then everything was working well and then just all of a sudden one day when we were about closing for today's job she told me she would leave you know and then i was so disappointed and i was sad because all of a sudden you leave and i just let her be because i felt it's your decision and then even if i want to keep you you start working anyhow you want which is not advisable to so after she left, I started noticing some records were missing. Some record of customers' payments were missing. 
this that this ah and then just few weeks after me fixing cctv so meaning something had been going on under my nose that i don't know so just when it took me time to trust her it took me time to entrust my business in her hands and then just when i thought i have gotten someone that would do the management for me while i focus on the production and this this happened so now imagine the time i spent getting her to understand everything and then she left went with some money so now i have to start thinking of employing someone else training that person to understand the processes you know trusting that person again so it's a lot it's, it's a lot of headache so it's it's quite difficult it's quite difficult getting people to be in sync with you to understand what you want Okay, hi, um, Mustiango. Um, thank you for that question. And it's clear that you know you're passionate about your business and you seek to make your business grow. And the truth is, especially in the in the fashion industry, and I've I've actually been blessed to directly mentor quite a few people that are in the fashion industry, and I know what you know we we face, especially when it comes to tailors, especially you know these tailors that have that skilled labor where they feel like more or less they feel like they're doing you a favor by working. For you, they know they have the skill. Uh, all you are doing is just creating a platform for them. Now, from what you've sent, what I can tell is that you're having um, three major issues. One, uh, in one and two, attracting and keeping the right people. And then the second one is that for them to remain um, trustworthy, right? So, how do you attract the right people and how do you keep them? Now, it's it seems. Um, cliche but you know they say you are who you attract the truth is that your vibe will definitely attract your tribe so what kind of vibe do you have and what kind of tribe are you attracting now in in trying to attract people to come to you to come to work with you right the first thing that you need to do is you need to hire slowly and that's where a lot of us make mistakes we were desperate um there's a gap to fill we quickly you know next person that comes you start to do the work okay you know, the person goes ahead and, and does it. But the idea is if you look at it, most structured organizations hire very slowly. And what does it mean to hire slowly? You have to put a lot of hoops. Those hoops are meant to, one, weed out those ones that are not serious. So let's say, for example, the bank wants to employ you, right? They will ask you to come for aptitude test. You write the aptitude test. They'll come, tell you to come for oral interview. You come for oral interview. They'll tell you to come and meet the board. You meet the board. they tell you to come and meet, you know. Before you know anything, if you're not really serious about the job, honestly, you, you, you give up. But most of us that run small businesses, what do we do? Someone comes, oh, you're, you're a tailor, where have you been working? How many years have you been working? Okay, can you resume on Monday? The person says yes. So you need to have a, a, a process by which you ensure that you hire slowly. And so you need to have an, an employment process where someone comes for, for, for uh, an aptitude test. It doesn't even have to be a test, you know, interview, first interview, tell the person, well, come back for interview, come back again. You can even now tell the person that, you know what, come and work for one week, intern for one week, and then we'll see how you work in that one week. Only serious people will come and intern in that one week. And you can tell them that in that one week, you know, you're not going to pay them. Or, or the only thing you're going to give them is transport fare. Right, so that's the first thing. Hire slow. Right, then the second thing that you need to do is you hire if you want to keep people and if you want to make sure that the people that you're keeping are growing and they're helping you grow your business. Right, you need to realize that you hire for attitude, 
you train for skill. Now, someone comes, um, you know, he's not very good, but he has an, a great attitude. You can take your time and train that person, right? But if you if you if you hire someone for skill and the person has a bad attitude, what that person is going to do is they are going to come and mess up your entire business. They are going to come and mess up your entire business because what happens is I want you to imagine that you have a fruit, right? So you carry one fruit, good, an apple that is good, and carry an apple that is bad. Put it together. Even if it's inside the fridge, what will happen is that that bad apple will start to spoil the good apple. It's the same way with your staff. Any staff that has a bad attitude, I can bet you that that lady that was probably, you know, mismanaging your, your, your records and all that would have taught other people the same thing. So you always need to hire for attitude. And how do you hire for attitude, right? It, you need to, first of all, be clear what your own, and remember at the beginning of this um, conversation, I said that you attract who you are. And I'm not saying you as a person, I'm saying your organization, right? So you need to understand what are your, what are your organization core beliefs, right? What are those the core values that you hold there? And when you identify those core values, then you now know that, okay, anybody that you are employing, has to um, live within those core values. And so what I would suggest you do is gather your team right now, right? You guys should sit down and come up with your core values. And how do you come up with your core values? Tell them that if they could replicate, if one person could do all the job that everybody's doing, what one attitude do you think that person should have? So it can be do the right thing, it can be be respectful, it can be, be diligent, it can be teamwork, it can be trust. Just, you know, one word, so to speak. And then all of them should write down that. So they should write like two to three words like that. So when they write it down, then definitely some, some words will be repeat, repeated. So you can, you know, collate those ones that are repeated and come up with a word that, you know, come, that sums it up. And then all you want to do is to select the best three. When you select that best three, you now sit down with your team and you guys agree that, look, going forward, this fashion brand, these are our core values. Agreed, everybody agrees. You agree, you know, your staff agree. In a case where you don't have staff and you're starting out now, why I'm saying this is because there are going to be other people listening to it that are just starting out. If you don't have staff, gather people that you trust, not people that will just tell you what you want to hear. But to gather people you, you trust and then let them tell you what core values do you think will drive your business. Once you agree those core values, then you tell your staff that these core values are binding on us. I want you to see those core values as, like, I, I'm in, in lack of what to say. You know how in religion, right, there are certain things that a particular religion will never do. That's how it is. Your core values should be something that doesn't, anybody in your, in your organization will never flout those core values. So when you agree that any other new person that is coming to the team, you let them know that these are your core values. And then you, you understand that anybody that flouts those core values, no matter how awesome you are on the job, you have to leave. Because what happens is that when you allow people flaunt your core values, they start to erode the goodwill that you have in your company. Right? So, hire slowly, ensure that you articulate your core values. And the core values have to be something very relatable, not... You know, not how people just copy core values, you know, teamwork, 
uh, organize, you know, those kind of things. You know, let it be something that you guys jointly believe in. And once you guys agree on that, then you can now publish it and keep reminding them of the core values. And you as the CEO of the company, make sure that you are living and breathing those core values. Right? So that's how you attract and, you know, sort of keep the right people. So the third way for you to attract and keep the right people is when you hire slowly, you, you articulate the core values. The third thing that you need to do is now understand what's in it for them. Now, some people, it's not about the money, right? So some people don't care about the money. Some people just want to feel respected. Some people just want to feel, you know, understood in the business, in the work that they're doing. Some people want to have a stake in the business. So you need to have those ongoing conversations with them. What are your plans? What is your dream? Where do you see yourself? And that's why, you know, in the process of hiring slowly, you would understand where that person is going. You understand that maybe this person just wants to use your company as a stopgap onto something. You understand that maybe this person wants to open a fashion brand, but he's trying to learn. So why not, instead of him, you can even say, okay, instead of you having the stress of opening your own fashion brand, why not I open a subsection for you? And I can say, okay, you handle female design, especially if, let's say, maybe you don't have female design. Okay, any female design, you will be like the CEO. So you are, they are buying into your vision, right? So give them a sense of ownership of the company, right? So apart from their salaries, at the end of the year or at the end of a month or a quarter, if they're excess profit, you can actually, you know, share, do profit sharing with them so that they feel like the, it's not, it's not that the work they do is, is, is fixed no matter um, ra- rather, the income they make is fixed no matter how much they work. Let them know that the more they work, the more the business grows, the more their income grows as well. Because the truth is, no matter how you look at it, human beings are naturally selfish. We will always put our our self-preservation above any other thing. Right? So that's the third thing that you need to do. You need to understand what do they want? Where do they see themselves in the future? How can you help them achieve their future? You see that there are people that are working in a company and you're like, ah, they're not paying you well, but why are you still there? There's something, they've tied, there's an emotional tie. They've been able to tie into that, that future, right? And then so the, the, the fourth one, which is the third question you ask is, how do you ensure that they remain trustworthy? So it's, it still goes back to your core values. If trust is part of your core values, if, you know, anybody that is the slightest um, whiff of cheating, the person has to go. So as you hire slow, fire fast. <laughs> you understand? And a lot of times we become very emotional in firing. We don't want to fire people because, you know, the person has a grandfather that's sick, if he's breadwinner of the family. But the truth is this. You can't love people's family more than them. So if they didn't put their family into consideration by flaunting your core values, then really and truly, I, I guess there's really nothing much you can do. Right, so I'm, I'm not saying that you just fire people anyhow, but let there be a process. Anybody that flouts that process, let there be a consequence management, and let everybody be clear that these are the consequence management, um, or rather, these are the the disciplinary actions that will be taken for every infraction that is being done. Right, and then also put processes in place. I know you said you put processes. I know you said. You know, you have CCTV and all that. So have a procedure for checking your CCTV. Have a procedure for reviewing footage. Because sometimes you put CCTV and then we just, you know, think that that would deter people. But let once people see that a consequence is being meted on their colleague, they will shape up. Even um, no matter how tempted they are to steal. 
Why is it that the people that work in printing and minting don't steal any money? Why? Because there are processes that no matter how they feel like they want to do, they stop them. So you, you, you have cases where no pockets, you have cases where, you know, so for example, like you, fashion industry, one of the biggest problems you most likely have is that people will be by cutting your customers. So your customer comes to pick up clothes, your, your tailor will now go to the back and tell the customer, I can do this thing for you cheaper. So what do you do? Set up a process that makes sure that your production team and your sales and your, and your customers never meet. So you need to have a sales team or a salesperson that handles all orders, right? And then production is different so that there's no mixing between the people that are at the back office and then the people that are in front, right? So I believe that with these few tips, you should be able to, um, you know, hire, right? Keep the right talent and also motivate people to give their best in what they do. I wish you all the very best in your endeavors. What an exciting episode. I mean, I feel like this is one episode where, you know, you learn so much and so much has been broken down beyond just what you thought the problem was. I believe that there's so much to learn here for every startup founder, not just Mustafa, and even for people like me too, um, it's a reminder about what we need to do when things are not going right. You just go back to the basics and remember to do the things that are most important, which is hold on to your values as a brand. You know, as we have listened to the advice from our um, side-by-side advisor, um, Uthman Abdul Rashid. So very, very interesting. Please listen to this. Um, and take it to heart and use it so that it can help your business as well if you're going through the same challenge and don't forget to share this with the people that you think need it the most and please give us a favorite and a thumbs up and share your feedback with us let's hear what you're thinking about the series so far thank you and see you in the next episode next week bye for now